Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yaqwa's radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yaqwa's radio is now on the air. I'll be your host by name, your fear, Israel, of the Israel. We're doing a series called Covenant to Exile, the biblical scholarly journey of the true Israel, the Israelites, to now. It's a lot of broadcast. Y'all probably beat you all. And with, like I said, again, all six North camps still got our prayers and been talked to about all six camps of the mothers. Mother D up Israel, you know, or to come out to my hospitals, Mother Esther, and Mother Deborah. Come out from the hands of Doc Cook. But like I said again, it's many things we got to remember. We got to understand, we got to know who we are and what was given to us and what's not given to us. And once we understand one thing, but 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 once we caught up in these problems, um, problems in the body, Yahweh have plenty of ways to show you how to come out from money by Acts 319, repentance, but y'all know what you're repenting for. Then you got to change, your, you know, your diet. You got to change the way you intake, even spiritually. Then another thing, you got to make sure you got you some blueberries, apples, grapes, a lot of spring water. Remember, kidney, kidney failures is because a lot of times we eat a lot of white sugar. You got to leave that white sugar alone. You got to use... Uh, Honey only. No, none of that white sugar, that brown sugar, white, leave that sugar alone, period. 
only thing he used was for sweetness will be honey from the beehive. So that's the key right there. And you got another thing you got to do. You got to get you a stepper machine. You, you remember, you sit around sometimes, you, you might see an orange juice that sit real long and all the chemicals or the juice down to the bottom. And what do you immediately do? You shake it up, don't you? You shake it up real good. Why? The same thing about your blood. You got to exercise. You got to get you a stepper machine. And to keep blood clogs from coming in your body, you must shake your blood up. Shake your blood up. And remember, children of Israel at food was called green food. That was it. They didn't eat dairy products, red beans, rice, chicken, cow, or pig. They lived longer, much healthier, but we got to know who we are. Because remember, when you get in the hands of Doc Cook, remember all that medicine is designed of what you call today Europeans, which really Esau and his five sons, that medicine is their medicine, and they'll give you their medicine. When you go to the Chinese, they give you their medicine. You are a different species according to Yaqua. See, when they give you their medicine, it's for them, but they don't know. They might give them three pills and then give you three pills, but maybe you might not need but one, or maybe you might need five. So it's so much we have to bring to to the table. So we put in for the mothers to stand tall and change the diet and exercise. Get that stepper machine and bounce that blood up. That keep them blood clogs open and your blood will flow. And then remember one thing like we said. Although you can't get no watermelon right now, but watermelon and corn, it's a, it'll pull the toxins off your body, and the corn, the standing corn, will help your immune system, system to get stronger. You do that if you can, well, once you start it, you, you'll be all right. I'm not going to fight against you. But watermelon and corn, it's what you use to flush all the toxins out your body. And the corn is to build your immune system up. What kind of corn? Standing corn. Not the one in the can. Nope. So you got that. So you got the you got exercise. And remember, kidney kidney failure, the reason why we need kidney problems, because we be dehydrated. We don't drink enough water. You gotta drink at least about a half a gallon of water a day, especially when you're sitting around. You got to drink at least about a half a gallon of spring water per day. Although you you be back and forth, but what you're doing, you're keeping your kidneys watered, and the more you water your kidneys, the more you pour toxins off of your kidneys, your liver, your blood system. Don't stop it. Don't stop it up for food that wasn't given to you in your diet. You got it. That's enough to say on that. We don't leave that back in here. We put it for the mothers because we want to see the mothers standing tall. But you got to stand tall. You got to lead by example. 
So you got to leave the king's meat alone 30 days. If you can go 90 days, guess what? If you leave the king's meat alone for 90 days, then I guess what? All the problems in your body will be dissolved. If you go on a watermelon and corn diet for 90 days and exercise with spring water, every problem in your body will be flushed down the toilet. You see? If the key to it is, it's the detox. How do you cleanse with watermelon and corn? And exercise and a, and a half a gallon of water at least per day. You pull all the toxins off your body, all the stuff that, um, from your mucus, all that mucus out your body. The next thing you know, you be you be you be getting around real good. Exercise. You start on that air stepper. If you can do two minutes, build from two minutes. Get on there and bounce for two minutes. Okay, good. I got two minutes in. Then build from there. You got to start checking your blood up. The life is in the blood. Matter of fact, we're we gonna we're gonna bring our daughter in, daughter Yakwa in, and we'll get something going on. And I'm gonna show you again the the meats that you supposed to eat if you're gonna eat meat and how to prepare the meat before you eat meat. I I, I gotta show it one more time. So let's, let's bring daughter Yakwa in. We'll get something going on, and and uh, we'll, we'll remember one thing: you gotta know who you are. See, you gotta know. The medicine that is designed today by the Chinese, Moab, the Japanese, Amon, the white man, the red man, Esau and his five sons, it's designed for them, not you. You got to know what your lot is. And then stay in your lot. Stay a while. Stay in your lane. Then you'll be standing tall and you won't have a problem. You get some sweet, sweet. And you don't be worried about Doc Cook. You, you know Doc Cook. You got you got to do right. We'll talk about it in a minute. So we got Dorothy Yakwa coming on stage for another episode of part number thirteen. So when you meet Dorothy Yakwa with a loud voice, you say, "Dorothy Yakwa, Yakwa, bitch, that see right." Yakwa, bless you, fearing Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. Well, excellent. All right, don't sound like you up to snuff and ready to go. Now, you know, I like that. Because don't see always, I'm always baby red. I'm always got me some, uh, F, F, I mean, um, first book of, you're not reading it, first book um, of whatever it is, chapter 8, verse 3. Um, what the name it? Ezra, yeah, Ezra 8, 3. Ezra was a, he was a seer, a strive, but he was very ready. I'm always ready to go. Because see, here's the point. In this word of Yahweh, you got to give it all you got, because it can be your life. And one thing about it, you want to go out blazing in Yahweh's word. So, so daughter Yahweh, look at that Luke chapter 12, and we'll see what we can get going on. And Luke chapter 12, take number 13. You're on the clock, Luke 12, 12. Get in that microphone. Let's, let's get something going on. Daughter Yahweh, come out. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. 
protection. In that very same hour, the righteous servant would teach you what you ought to say. And 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 one thing we see here's the point. One thing we got to be clear on Yahweh's word. And Daniel chapter ten verse seven, uh, daughter, what do it says? And Daniel chapter seven, verse ten. The book of Daniel, chapter ten, verse seven. You make it seven. Make it seven, verse ten. Make it seven, Daniel, verse ten. Mm-hmm. The, the book of Daniel, chapter seven, verse ten. Verse ten reads: A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. And 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. Now look, look, look what the daughter just got to read. Listen, understand one thing. The judgment is already set. What What is set in this Bible is already set. All we do is plan out what is set. You got some that's going to repent. It's already set on the one that's going to repent. You got some going to take it all the way in. But he ain't waiting on you to make no move. He already knows what move you're going to make. Daughter of Yaqua just read, the judgment have been set. You know what that mean? Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. What that mean with the prefab? Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. The book of Isaiah, chapter 46, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 reads, Remember the former things of old, for I am the YHWH Yahweh, and there is none else. I am the YHWH Yahweh, and there is none like me. Verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, say, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. You see that? So you see, see, this is what, this, that's one of the greatest mysteries in teaching. The judgment is set. He uncalled the end from the beginning. And guess what he did, according to the book of 10, verse 7 of End Time Prophecy. Guess what Guess what he did, uh, national audience, over 900,000 strong. Guess what he did in Revelation 10, verse 7, that we all can read together when daughter delivered. Revelation 10, verse 7, what does it say? The book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, but in the days of the voice of the seventh ministering spirit, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of the YHWH Yahweh shall be finished, as he has declared to his servant, the seer. You see that? You see the mystery is? The seer already know exactly how it's going to unfold. That's why he watched everybody from the page of his book. I watched his book on what you going to do. I, yeah, you, 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 you. I watch you from the pages of this book. 
So Amos 3, verse 7, precept. What does it say in Amos 3, verse 7? The book of Amos. Okay. The book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7 reads, Surely the YHWH Yahweh will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servant, the seer. You see that? And then, and in the new book, in Luke 1, verse 70, in the new book, see now, when we get to what we're getting ready to get to, we get to the new book of Luke 1, verse 70. Listen to what he said in Luke 1, verse 70. Okay. What book is that? Luke, chapter 1, verse 70. Uh, the book of Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 70. Verse 70 reads, as he spake by the mouth of his righteous seers, which have been since the world began. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I got to beat that a little bit more. Then we're going to get on some, some good stuff. In, in a second. I got to beat it a couple more times. Because certain things you have to know. When the seer is, he's not speaking because he's trying to get a pat on his back. It's the word of Yahweh drives the seer to say and do what he do. Matter of fact, let me get a precept on that. Let's go to Jeremiah 20. Let me get a, let me get a precept on that, daughter. In Jeremiah 20, see, the reason, see, once we understand how this Bible operates, then the question will be, do I understand? Yeah, I understand Yahweh's words. I understand whatever somebody's going to do is already written, what they're going to do. I just be watching you until you do it. I mean, yeah, we understand. We understand plainly what's going on. We understand what we need to understand. We're going to show you the lesson. We understand plainly by understanding this book. Look what he says here in Jeremiah chapter 20, their daughter, in verse 89. Jeremiah 20. Now, Jeremiah got hit in the mouth. Now, Pastor hit him in the mouth and throw him in prison. Hit him, not hit him in his mouth. So now, he hit his mouth because he was talking to the Bible. He let them know exactly how the thing going to unfold itself, told them to get right. So they didn't believe him, so they hit him in the mouth. Verse 8 and 9, let's see what happened. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 8 and 9. The book of Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 8 and 9. Verse 8 reads, For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the YHWH, Yahweh, was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Verse 9, then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my mind as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Hey, that sound. You hear the man say it? He said, I know you hit me in my mouth. I know you kicked me in the ring. But the word of Yahweh was in me like fire. Shut up in my bone. I had to deliver the knockout blow. And that's what I'm trying to tell you now. That's what I'm trying to tell you now. You see, I'm always ready because the word is shut up. We, we do a lot of classes. We do a, a class at senior citizen buildings. We are all over the place, but we bring the same fire. Why? Because when I hear the word of Yahweh, still gets happy because one thing about it, I know 
that what this man have did and what this man going to do, and I'm watching the ones that's going to take hold to the word of Yahweh. Because Jeremiah, the 28th chapter, our daughter, see, Jeremiah is letting you know when you when you, when you're around somebody on something, they ain't going to deviate from what's written in this Bible. Look what it says in verse number 28, verse 9, and kick up to verse number 8. Look, look what this Bible saying in Deuteronomy, I mean, same book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 28. Look what it says in verse 9, then kick up to verse 8. Listen to this right here. It don't let them get them the high go. See, you got to be the spirit of Yahweh. I got to lead you to do what, what the spirit do. 28, verse 9, kick up the verse 8. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 28, verse 9 and verse 8. Verse 9 reads, The seer which prophesieth of peace, I mean, when the word of the seer shall come to pass, then shall the seer be known that the YHWH Yahweh had truly sent him. Verse 8, the seers that have been before me and before you of old prophesied both against many countries and against great kingdom of war and an evil and of pestilence. You see it? You see it again? You see, you, you watched the one, but the time upon it started talking about all that uh, pie in the sky and all that lovely, lovely, lovely. You got to watch them because there ain't the time for that right now. You got to understand about this right here. War, evil, and pestilence. Now, the fear that talks like that, that's the one you better look at. Not the one talking about everything's all right. It ain't all right. So it's a time appointed for it to be all right. So you have to know a little bit more than what you know for it to be all right. Because, see, it's, listen, here's the case of point. Here's the key important. Show what you got to know. Let's go to um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to take a look at 1 through 11. Properly, we'll uh, daughter go all the way through it, 1 through 11. But if I cut in, because Spirit Yahweh want me to cut in. Let me tell you something. What time are you in right now? What do you need to know? See, before that, that verse 9 kick in, you have to be clear that verse 8, you got to be clear about verse 8. You got to know what he's saying in verse 8 before you come out from 9. Matter of fact, hold that point, daughter. Hold that point. Let's go to um, Ezekiel chapter. Put a marker there. I'm coming back there in a minute. But sometimes you can be saying you can head one direction. Chris, I'm not going to hold that up there. Give me the 20th chapter of Ezekiel, verse 4 and 5. Give me that. That's what I want right now from you, sir. Give me the 20 the chapter, book of verse 4 and 5. You're making the Ezekiel 20, Ezekiel. verse 4 and 5. The book, of Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 20, verse 4 and verse 5. Verse 4 reads, Will thou judge them, son of man? Will thou judge them? Cause them to know the abominations of their fathers? Say unto them, Thus said the YHWH Yahweh, In the day when I chose Israel and lift up my hand unto the seed of the children of Israel, 
and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt. When I looked up my hand unto them, saying, I am the YHWH Yahweh, your Yahweh. You see that? He told Son of Man. He said, if you're going to see a judge him, he said, look here, your job is to judge the whole nation of Israel. Let them know their abomination. Let them know where they stand at. Let them know where they in error at. So the sinner's job is to judge you by watching you from the page of the book. I can tell you where you're at. I, I can tell you if you got problems, I can tell you your problems because of one reason. I can tell you where your problems is because 12, uh, verse 30. I tell you right now, Matthew 12, 30, where your problems are. I'm coming back here again. I can tell you where your problems at. I can tell you what's going on with you. Because look what Yahweh is saying in 12, verse 30 of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 30. Verse 30 reads, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. You see that? So if, you, if, you, if you're not with the Oseer, you're against the Oseer. And how we know you're against the seer, you're going to be scattered. We're in the brain. You're going to be always trying to figure out something. You're not going to be stable. Because he'll make it plain to you in the book of Hebrews. Look what the man says. Look what he says in the 10th chapter 35 and 39. See, listen. If you're not with those seer, you're against those seer. And you're going to be scattered. What? In the brain. You're not going to be stable. You'll be doing things that's contrary to the God should not do that. See, God should not go out and be eating no red beans and rice and chicken. God should not. See, you, see his word will come back to you. Somebody invite you to a place to go somewhere and eat contrary to what's before be eating. You'll say, God should not. But when you check on yourself, and start doing, and then you got blood clogs. You got all kind of problems in your body. Huh? Because you're not taking heed to what Yahweh messenger is telling you. Look at WCC. Well, where can you read where the seer is the messenger? Where are council churches? You can throw a shot in already. Hold that thought, daughter. Let's see if we, let's see if we pull it out. Let's, let's, let's knock five of them real quick and come here back. The World Council of Churches. Let's go to Haggai chapter 1. And we'll get verse 1. Come back there again. I know you got two markers. I know that already. You got two markers. And that's a great time. But coming back there sooner or later. But how we know what we know, let's see what we can read. In the book of Haggai chapter 1, daughter of Yahweh, verse 1, 12 through 14. How do we know what we know? Because we can read it. See, we can read the, the English now. See, you know, a lot of times they told, well, we couldn't. No, no, we couldn't read this, the, the English. We've read plenty of Semitic languages and, and everything else. We didn't read this new English thing. So, so when you start teaching about what well, y'all taught us how to read, yeah, English. And all reading we got in English, it actually got in Spanish because it's a curse. Now, one of the languages is, is going to be the language of the time upon it. He's going to take all that garbage out of our mouth, English and Spanish. 
All that stuff is coming out of our mouth. Boom. You're going back to your original language, but we ain't going to take care of that. Period. That's if you do right. So all that trying to learn how to speak a modern-day Eliezer Ben Yehuda uh, English, I mean, uh, uh, Hebrew, that ain't no count. Learn how to speak uh, Spanish, Latin, that ain't no count. All in this bastard language that was imposed on the children of Israel that spoke the Semitic language, and that's the bottom line. And when you, and when you finally understand this thing, the language that you're going to speak, he has got it written in 3, verse 8. We're not going to read in Zephaniah 3. He's going to put that tongue right about you and give you the pure language, the Semitic language, once again, at the time appointed. But we're going we're gonna to take care of WCC right now. Uh, how do we know what we know? Haggai chapter 1, verse 1, 12 through 14. What does it say? Haggai chapter 1, verse 1. I mean, okay, Haggai chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Yeah, read verse, verse 1 too. Yeah, read verse 1 to get warmed up. Uh, hey, daughter, hey, daughter, yeah. y'all, uh, read verse 1 just to just get warmed up real good. Verse 1. Haggai hey, chapter 1, verse 1 and 12 through 14. Verse 1 reads, In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of YHWH Yahweh by Haggai. Hey, the seer, unto Zerubbabel, the, the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Jashad Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, saying, verse 12, then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the YHWH Yahweh, their Yahweh, and the words of Haggai, as the YHWH Yahweh, their Yahweh, had sent him. And the people did fear before the YHWH Yahweh. Verse 13. Then spake Haggai. The Yahweh's YHWH's messenger in the YHWH's Yahweh's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, said the YHWH Yahweh. Verse 14. And the YHWH Yahweh stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Yahweh Judah. And the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did the work in the temple of the YHWH, Yahweh, of host their Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So they, they spirit was stirred up to do what? And that's one of the greatest mysteries. When your spirit is is it's already high and ready to go. You you gonna be want to do work in the temple. That's what you want to do. See, when your spirit right, you gonna be want to do work in the temple. You gonna you gonna be making calls and say, well, what can I do to help the temple work? What what can I get in where I fit in? 
That's the key when you're watching the page of the book. Do you know what that's do who had out of fear is? Look what my daughter the little knockout blow and burst trap. Do you know who had you out of fear? Who he really is? Listen to what the Bible says, Haggai, the fear is in verse 12. Who is again that daughter? There's the Rubabel, the son of Altiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest. When all the remnant of the people obey the voice of YHWH Yahweh, their Yahweh, and the words of Haggai, the seer, as YHWH, their Yahweh, Yahweh has sent him, and the people did fear before the YHWH. No, wait, 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 I'm missing the word, daughter. Hey, daughter, I'm missing the word out of that verse 12. I, I'm missing who this guy is for, this, for the WCC. I'm listening. I want, I want to hear a good word that we can all read together, and the, and the World Council of Churches can hear it too. Who is Haggai again, according to verse 12? It, it makes it real plain who he is, and we all can look at it together in verse 12. What do you say? And, and the word of Haggai, the seer, as the Yahweh, their Yahweh, had sent him, and the people did fear before Yahweh. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, daughter. I'm missing the word. Let me let me see not find that verse. Let me see not find because I'm missing something there, daughter. Don't see I'm missing a word in there. Maybe maybe those fear makings can pull that. I'm missing a word that's in that verse. And uh let me see not find me let me see not find some Haggai myself. Because the word I'm missing. I'm missing a word there, daughter. Let's see can I find that word that I'm missing. And it's no, it's in it's in verse thirteen. Thank you, that daughter. It's in verse thirteen. Read that thirteen again. Haggai chapter one verse thirteen. Then spake Haggai the Yahweh's messenger. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So who so who is who who is that Haggai? That's Yahweh's messenger. See, the fear is Yahweh's messenger. And that's one of the greatest mysteries in understanding the Bible. Who is the messenger of Yahweh? The fear. Verse 13, then spake Haggai out of fear. Who is he? Yahweh's messenger. And the Yahweh's messenger unto the people. See, the fear job is to tell you what this man is saying. This is the responsibility of the fear to tell you. He's going to tell you about Ecclesiastes 3, verse 7. The seer's job is to tell you what's going on in Ecclesiastes and tell you what to be looking for in the regular book of Ecclesiastes 3, verse 7. What does it say? The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 7, and it reads, verse 7, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. What time is uh-huh. this? Verse eight. It is time now to speak. It's time now. We've been silent long enough. Now it's time to now it's time to speak. So now it's time to speak now. So what time we in now? It's time now to to speak, organize. Yeah. Every time it is now. I know. Uh, hey, daughter, you got your book of Jasper over there? 
Yeah. Okay, a, a look at 11, verse 30. It's a time to speak now. So you, do you know what time we're in now? It's time now to speak. That was time in this minute. Huh? It's time to forewarn you about what you're doing because your time going to run out. It's time not to be dragging around with these poor insides of the body by study eating the king's meat. It's time to leave the king's meat alone. And remember, when you're drinking, when your milkman comes to your house or you go to store and buy milk, milk is for cows. Milk ain't for you. When you see your children at school, they, they, you know, they give them cornflakes and milk. Milk. After the baby leaves the breast, that is the end of the milk. You do not feed your babies no cow's milk. That's for their cows. You don't feed them that. You don't go get a glass of milk. Go get some cornflakes and a glass of milk. No, not the children of Israel. You don't drink no milk. You don't drink that. That calls mucus in your system. That calls you mucus. I tell you what you do. Drink a glass of milk and go run and go jog. Watch you feel all clogged up and stuck. Now imagine you drunk a glass of milk and you didn't go nowhere. You drink a glass of milk and start running, you be coughing all the place. Why? Because that milk had on inside and that cold milk on got all on your lungs and everything, and you coughing, trying to cough that stuff up. Now imagine you drinking a cup of uh, uh, cups of milk, then sit back and jack your slacks. You have to do it. That will cause mucus in your body. Milk. Yeah, that makes you. They can do all they want to do. You different. You gotta understand something. You was given what to eat and what not to eat. The the cow's milk is for their calves, not you. That's why you clogged up. You go drink a glass of milk. Well, I'm gonna put some some cocoa in it. So what? Leave the milk alone. It it causes you the pieces of the book mucus. It clogs you up. Huh? And you can tell when you go eliminate, you're putting bricks in your toilet. That's a sign that the day ain't gonna work. And that's a sign you're not drinking a half a gallon, half a gallon of water a day neither. Huh? See? So we trying to tell you how to help yourself. Cause we want to see you standing tall at the time appointed. But you're not gonna stand tall until you de- detox your body. You got to get you some watermelon, but you, got, you can't find no watermelon right now. See, that's why we got trucks and everything. Meet them halfway at the borderline. You need some watermelon and some corn, standing corn, and detox your body. Put all that stuff off your liver and your kidneys and stay off of that white sugar. Leave that white sugar alone. Huh? Detox yourself. Cleanse your liver and your kidneys. You're not going to do it by eating the king's meat. Leave it spaghetti, rice, and beans, all that starch, leave it alone. 30 days, but you can go 90 days. I bet you if you go 90 days by leaving the king's meat, 90 days, you be trying to find the seal and say, seal, you mean all I have to do is do this for 90 days, and I look at me, now I feel like now I might want to jump and, yeah, I know. 
because you've been cleaned out all that garbage. You'll be renewing your body. Again, you got to get you a stepper machine and bounce your blood up. Bounce, but you have no blood clogs. You have nothing clogging you up as long as you're bouncing your blood up. Get you an air stepper. Do about two minutes a day until you can build to three minutes a day. Until you can build to five minutes a day. Take your time. Build. Get your blood for not being so thick. And then another thing. And if you're going to eat any kind of meat, hold that point, daughter. I know we got a lot of marketers, so I got to go by the spirit of Yahweh. Now, if you want to eat any kind of meat, know what kind of meat Yahweh is telling you to eat. Let's go to 17 chapter of Leviticus. Let me show you what kind of meat he's telling you to eat. See, you want to eat chicken, you want to eat ground beef, and I know that messed up all Puerto Ricans and Mexicans. They love that ground beef, packaged ground beef. Well, see, that's the point. That's that, that uh, cow. Meet a cow alone. I know I know that puts you out of business. I know. Got all this business, and then you got all that, and got ground beef and all that stuff there. You, you'd be surprised when you do the research on that packaged ground beef. What's all in it that they have a fillers in that ground beef? You look at ground beef, he says, some say 70%. Then what's the, what's the 30% in that end? You'd be surprised. Some will say 80% ground beef. What's the, what that 20%? What is that filler in? What is that filler in? You see that? You see, remember, if I want to destroy people, I don't mind losing a few of my own people to destroy the masses of the people that I've always had a problem with. I know if I want to destroy these people, I got to give them something that's contrary to what they're supposed to be eating. I might, I might lose a bunch of mine, but a few of mine. But I'm going to pick out the majority of the ones because we love us some chicken, we love some cow, and some hog. We love that, don't we? And guess what? That's the reason you got high blood pressure, sugar diabetes, cancers, and everything else, liver problems, and everything else. You see? But he tell you the meat he wants you to eat in the Bible. If you're going to eat the meat, he tell you, he tell you exactly what meat to eat in the Bible. So, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't eat that meat, but do it in moderation. You know, if you had a big piece, you got to, you know, get out, but know how to get rid of that stuff. That's all. We're trying to tell you how to get rid of it. That means you got to have you three, four good wild numbers and some corn. When you get through at them feast days eating all that, you know, then you got all that stuff in your system. Listen, and I can tell you again, blueberries, grapes, and apple, that will be always right. That will help get your kidneys together. That will help get your uh, uh, liver together. Uh, and a lot of water and exercise. Let's, let, me see, let me see what, what Yaqwa says. Now, if you don't eat some meat, let me see what kind of meat Yaqwa is requiring for you to eat, children of Israel. Huh? Let's see what it says in verse number one, Leviticus 17, 1. Daughter? Leviticus, Daughter. Cha- Leviticus chapter 17, 17 verse 1. Uh-huh. Leviticus, can you hear me? Yeah, you all good? Leviticus chapter 17, verse 1. 
And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, So, so Yahweh doing the talking. So Yahweh, this this the one that made your body. He doing the talking. Now if he tell you the meat, your meat, your meat. He'll tell you right now in verse number. He'll tell you. He'll tell you in verse number three. He's gonna the tell you. Uh, uh, just just give me line three. Give me. I just want to know what your meat. What your meat is in line three. Start with Leviticus, what? Leviticus chapter seventeen, three. Third line. Ox. What man soever that be. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, daughter. Hold on, daughter. Ox and what else? You got ox, Lamb. Dr. Ray. Ox. What? Say what? Lamb. Lamb. Yep. Or a goat. That's it. There go your meat. There go your meat. There go your meat right in. Ox, lamb, goat. Now, there go your meat. And Yaquah said, so that's the meat. You, this is the meat that you get. Ox, lamb, goat. That's your meat. Now, that's your meat. Now, what do you do with that meat? Now, now, now when you get this meat, what do you do with it? Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm going to store now. Give me some ox, lamb. That means, you know, the, a sheep, what it, lamb, sheep, same thing, goat. I got me, I got me a nice flab of that meat. What I do with it? Now, okay, that's good. You ask the spirit to do with it. That's about to do it. Go back to eight chapters. Okay, soon as you get hand on that meat, this is what Yahweh wants you to do with that meat. So when you get the hand on that meat, you got the hand on the meat, right? Okay, good. Let's see what you want you to do with the meat. Soon as you get the meat, now you got it home. Now you get ready to help you, yourself out in your family. What do you say you do with that meat in, in verse thirty-one, eight thirty-one of Leviticus? What you do with it? Leviticus chapter 8, verse 31. Verse 31 mm-hmm. reads, And Moses said unto Aaron and to his son, Boy of the flesh at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Do what again? Hey, daughter. He said do what with it? Boil the flesh. Excellent. The first thing you do, you just don't go. See, when you go to these restaurants and you order these these. Meats that you got here, right? That's the last thing they're gonna do. That's the last thing they're gonna do. They're gonna just they're gonna just pull it out of the package and put it on the grill and give it to you. But the children of Israel, when he eat anything that got blood in it, he supposed to do what again, daughter? In thirty-one, boil the flesh. Boil the flesh. Now, what kind of way? Now, that's a good question. What kind of way? The Bible tell you that. Yeah? You want to know what kind of way? We're going to the 24th chapter of Ezekiel to see it. He'll tell you exactly what kind of way. See, the Bible tell you everything you need to know. You ain't got to have these problems that we got today and got a doc cook on the speed on the speed dial. We ain't got to go through that. All we got to do is just uh, log into Yaqua's boss over to us and learn something and, be, and, and just do what the Bible say. That's it. Let's see what else you do. Verse number two five. Now what else you do? Okay, you got the meat. Now you're boiling the meat. Okay, good. Let's find out what else we do. Twenty fourth chapter, verse three, four, five of Ezekiel to say. What does it say, daughter? 
Ezekiel chapter 24, verse 3, 4, and 5. Verse and 3. Six. And 6. Okay, Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 24, verse 3 through 6. Verse 3 reads, And utter a parable unto the rebellious nations, and say unto them, Thus said the YHWH Yahweh, Set on a pot, set it on, and also pour water into it. Verse 4, Gather the pieces thereof into it, even every good piece the thigh, and the shoulder. Fill it with the choice bones. Verse 5. Take the the choice of the flock and burn also the bones under it and make it boil well and let them see the bones of it therein. Verse 6. Wherefore, thus said the YHWH Yahuwah, Woe to the bloody city, to the pot, whose scum is therein, and whose scum is not gone out of it. Bring it out piece by piece. Let not, let no lot fall upon it. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Now look what I'm saying. Look what I'm saying. Look at all this good stuff I've told you. First of all, you got the meat, all right? You got the three major meats. You see the pot up, nice, nice big old pot, put it in there. He said, now, put it on, put some water in the pot, and boil it. What kind of way? Well, that's what you're doing. You, you boil it well because you're going to get all the garbage out of the meat. And you can't beat the meat on the grill and get it out. You can't throw it on the grill say, well, I want mine well done in there. You can't beat out. You can't beat it out. No, you got to do what the Bible tell you to do. Boil it well until all the blood is out of the meat. You will know it because you'll start seeing stuff that's coming up, blood and everything in that pot coming up. God, dog. And he says, he said, now, the choice meat, boil it. Then he says, the bloody and the scum. You remember, you remember all that scum in the bottom of your pot? Now listen, suppose you didn't get this, you don't get the blood out your meat, you don't get the, all that scum all around the pot. Now listen, if you just go to the restaurant and just go and get a piece of meat like that or go get your three-piece uh, chicken and all that, guess what you're eating? The scum, the blood, it's all in your vessel. Then you want to know why you always got high blood pressure, why you got all these problems in your body. Because the scum is still in the meat unless you boil it out. If you don't boil the garbage out of your meat, then cook it, bake it, or fry it, that scum is going to be in you. It's going to shut you down. You're going to be all inside stiff. And that's going to cause bacteria, germs, and a virus. The scum got to come out your meat. And then you wash that pot. You take that meat, that choice meat. And you just put it in that pot and look at it. And just be looking at it. God, God, look at all this scum in this thing. You got to pull that stuff out and put it on again. You, that's the reason why, we, remember, that's why, remember, they were going, taking Joseph to, uh, to Egypt, but they, they were bringing spices. 
Somebody got a spice. I make real good herb and put a lot of herbs on it and everything else. But get the taste we want to. But remember, the other nations, they ain't got to do none of that. They eat you like it is. Fast, they can get it. They working with it. They, they, they built like that. You ain't. That's why you got to have your spices. You got to have your spices to put your spices in there every day after you get all that garbage out your meat. And you know you don't get that garbage out your meat when you go to the restaurants. They ain't going to take it out. You'll eat everything. You'll eat it hot, well done, but the scum, the blood, is still going to be in there. The only way you can get out, you can say, hey, hey, I'll give you some extra money, but take, you take mine with your boiler, boiler, garbage out before you put it on the grill. Sir, it's okay. Well, you, you, what do you mean? We, you, we don't boil nothing now. We, we, we cook it well done. We ain't boiling nothing. See that? No, they don't do that because it's not for them to do that. And that's why they keep telling you, you are different from the other nations. You cannot do what they do. You can't have a good uh, a deal, cut a good business deal. Now you go and eat at these restaurants and eat just half cooked food full of scum, blood, in there, and then wonder why you sick and everybody else is skinning and grinning. Because you're different. Matter of fact, do you know what position you're really in? In Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. Do you know what, what position you're really in according to this Bible? The Bible tell you what position you're really in, Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. What does it say that, daughter? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, verse 6, verse 6 reads, Thou art and righteous people unto the YHWH, Yahweh, your Yahweh. The Yahweh, thy Yahweh, have chosen you to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. You, you, you not, yeah, yeah, uh, catch your microphone, you kind of broke up a little bit there, daughter. But uh, listen, you're the man that said it. See, you go places and you you believe in um, what they're telling you. No, no, no. Your position to be above all the nations. See, that was, that was a reminder to a people of this book to tell your offspring, your bloodline, your position, and your law above all peoples. See, that's a big job. You, you see, you got to tell them, no, 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 I'm not, no, no, we're not, no, we're not equal. I'm above you. See, that? Now, you lost your friends now. What? We, we just gave you your freedom in the 1800s. What you mean? So now how I said you'll be above because the Bible, because I don't find out who I am now. I, I know who I am now. My position, that, and then most you can go to the, he can make a petition. The seer can make a petition for you once you understand something. Back up to um, the 26th chapter, verse 15, down to verse 19 of Deuteronomy. See, listen, then no seer can put a prayer in for you. Once you understand who you really are and who, you, and who they say you are, don't worry about that. Now, watch Moses. After you do right, look at the position Moses can do because you're doing right. You understand your position? You know that Yahweh have been told you to be above all nations? Above them how? Not in height and stature, but in this word of understanding. 
You, you don't need no dark cook when you understand this word. Because the word going to tell you, God should not. God should not go down that road. See, now Moses, he going to make a petition for you. Listen to that Moses' conversation that we read in 26, verse 15, down to verse 19. Listen to this conversation. Let's see what we get out of it. Deuteronomy 26, 15, down to verse 19. What's that, daughter? The book of Deuteronomy, verse, chapter 26, verse 15 through 19. Verse 15 reads, Look down from your righteous habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel and the land which thou hast given us as thou swearest unto our father, a land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 16, this day the YHWH Yahweh, thy Yahweh, have commanded you to do these statutes and judgments. You shall therefore keep and do them with all your mind and with all your soul. 17, thou hast avouched the Yahweh this day to be your Yahweh and to walk in his way and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. Verse 18, and the YHWH Yahweh has avouched you this day to be his peculiar people as he has promised you and that you should keep all his commandments. Verse 19, and to make you high above all nations which he have made in praise and in name and in honor, and that you may be an righteous people unto the YHWH, Yahweh, your Yahweh, as he have spoken. Mm-hmm. The kill you means special. We read in 7 verse 6. Now, listen, listen again in verse 19. I mean... I can really hear verse 19 for the rest of the show. I mean, I mean, what preacher that you ever stand before you have read verse 19 and expound on verse 19? What, what is the name? What if the pastor you have paid your tithes, free will offering, and donation to have ever read 19 and then talked about it? What is the name? Uh, call in the national line, 224-600-5579. Tell me. What pastors that you've been going to for the last so many years and paid your tithe free will often, read verse 19 and stopped and, and talked about verse 19? What is his name? Verse 19 again, daughter. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 26, verse 19. Verse 19 reads, And to make you high above all nations which he have made, and in, and in praise, and in name, and in honor, and that you may be and the righteous people unto the YHWH Yahweh, your Yahweh, as he has spoken. Mm-hmm. And uh, verse 19, what's what your position again? What, again in verse 19? And that thou mayest be and righteous people unto the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. To make to make the high above all nations, oh. which he made oh. in praise. Oh. Oh. High in above all nations. Hey, children of Israel, did you know that? Your position 
in the eyes of Yahweh, once you finally understand who you really are, you're supposed to be high above all nations. Because all nations is guilty against you. So Yahweh has made it plain. Your position is to be above all the nations on the planet Earth. Did you know what all nations have did for you? What did Jeremiah say they did for you in 50 verse 7? See, understand something. Do you know what all nations that Jeremiah had to report to Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, he had to remind them about these all nations. Look what he said in Jeremiah 50 verse 7 about all nations. What did he say that down in 50 verse 7 of Jeremiah? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 50, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them, and their adversary said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the YHWH Yahweh, the habitation of the justice, even the YHWH Yahweh, the hope of their fathers. He said, All the nations guilt against you. All of them. He said, all of them. He said, every nation on the planet Earth, 18 nations, all 17 is guilty on you and you guilty on yourself. But he's trying to find what they own. He said, all of them guilty. And you know he pulled that verse. He pulled that verse from about 300-some years later. He pulled that verse from Psalms 83, verse 1. And he thought, can you a nation that's guilty against you? Do you know the nation that's guilty of you was told by David in 1000 B.C.? He was told, he said, David, guess what, David? Out of your loins and the people of Israel, all nations are guilty against them. And I'm going to tell you who they're going to be. And you know what? Today we ain't got a clue about nothing, daughter, get ready to read that was prophesied to David in 1000 B.C., what nations is guilty uh, on you? We're going to find out. Psalm 83. We'll read to get our point. 83 verse 1. Let's see what it says here. And we're going to find out something on the way. They're not really, uh, they really uh, is against you, but they're really against somebody that's greater than you. You can read like this. 83 verse 1. The book of Psalms, chapter 83, verse 1. Verse 1 reads, Keep not thou silence, O Y-H-E-W-H, Yahweh. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O Yahweh. Verse 2, For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate you have lifted up the head. Verse 3, They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted against your hidden ones said, come and let us cut them off being, from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembering. For they have consulted together together with one, with one consent. They are confederate against you. Verse 6, the tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab 
and the Hagarim. Verse 7, Jabal and Ammon, Amalek. Good. And Good. Son. Right there. Good. There you go. Good. And who? What name? What what big name we just came up with, daughter? He came with a great Amalek. big old name. What name was that? Amalek. Amalek. Ain't that something? He said, all these peoples is against you. All of them. So out of Esau came Amalek. Now, look at that. Do you know who Esau is today? Do you know who Amalek is today? These people, it's against you. They are, they are, they are against Yahweh. So they are against Yahweh. They are against Yahweh's people. They can't get to him. So who they get to? You. Amalek. Oh, my goodness. There you go, your name is there. How many degrees you got on the wall? Do you know who Amalek is? Do you know all the ones got degrees on the wall that been to all them institutions and, and sent all that money? Who is Amalek? We just found out Amalek, they're against you. They're against the mighty ones, and they're against his people, the hidden ones. You know why you're hidden? You, I mean, you're in plain sight, but you don't know who you've been cut off from being a nation. You know why you've been cut off being a nation? Because you're left a blessing. You're left a blessing. You'll let your blessing. Yeah. What the blessing is, you'll let. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll read it. We're a lot of day saints again. What blessing have we left? You know, the blessing. 65, 15. Let's see, let's see what, what the blessing is that you'll let. I mean, do, do you know you'll let the blessing? Not right now. You got your $10 in your pocket, right? But guess what? You'll let your blessing. And guess what you're up under now? Isaiah 65, 15. Listen to what, what he told us here. What you're going to leave. 65, 15 there, daughter of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, And you shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the YHWH Yahweh shall Lay you and call his servants by another name. He said, and Yahweh just going to watch you, be on, let them slay you, and you'll be called by another name. He said, you'll leave your name for a curse. You just, you just read the name you was going to leave. Read again in uh, 83 verse 4. This is the name you're going to leave. Hey, this is the name you're going to leave. You'll have degrees in your pocket. You'll be able to find your $10. Probably got turtle wax on your car. You're going to leave your name for a curse name. Hmm? You know what name you're going to leave? Israel, 1000 B.C., the angel came out of heaven and told you what name you're going to leave. It, it, it's not going to even cross your mind. You're going to live a life, and you're going to leave your name for a curse. And what name is that? Israel. Psalms 83, verse 4. What does it say that, daughter? The book of Psalms, chapter 83, verse 4. They have said, Come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? You see the name you left? Now look at you now. You cold, you cold pepper uh, 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 Williams now. See that? You cold pepper Williams. 
and you are Anderson and, and Smith. You see what you hear? And Doc Cook. See you did? He said, you'll leave your name and you'll grab a curse name. You You don't even know that you are Israel. You don't even know it. But it's more to it. Oh, the Israel is in the land. Yeah, they're in the land. But not according to the Bible. Because if there was Israel in the land, they add a little bit more to it. See, that's where the game changer comes in. If you Israel in the land now, it's a little bit more added to it according to Yahweh. Let's let's prove that point there, daughter. Let's see what else will be added to Israel. Every time you miss the word Israel. What else will be added to Israel? Let's find out according to the Bible. See, we know when you and he's not gonna lie you to do you know what? And Yahweh is not gonna allow you to do what you get ready to hear now read. Out of your Bible. You got your Bible? Turn turn some pages. Let me see what you hear anybody say this out of the Bible. We go on to Exodus chapter 9, verse 4, 6 and 7. Let me show you something. Let me show you something how we know what we know. And once you learn on what you need to know, then you know what to do. Because the ones in the land said they are Israel, don't they? The land they in they said it right. But Yahweh is not going to lie to them to come to say a little bit more. He's not going to lie to them to say this. Because the day they say that, a hand going to come out of their book and took them on the next. They ain't going to say this, what you give me to hear read. Exodus chapter 9, verse 4, 6 and 7. Listen, watch your daughter deliver the knockout blow. The book of Exodus chapter 9, verse 4, 6 and 7. Verse 4. And the wife, W.H. Yahweh, shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. And there shall nothing die of all that is the children of Israel. Verse 6. And the wife, W.H. Yahweh, did that thing on the morrow. And all the cattle of Egypt died. But of the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. Verse 7. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of the Israelites dead. In the mind of Pharaoh. Wait a minute, daughter. daughter. You you just, you just, you hit a grand slam. He called them Israel, the children of Israel. Then he knocked out the park and burst them. What is, what is their full name? What is, what is they? The who? Israel. Verse 7. Israelites. The Israelites. That's the game changer. He's not going to allow them nowhere to say that. He ain't going to allow them to say out their mouth. You're not going to none of the powers over there in the, in, the, in the land or your land now. They'll say they're Israel, but they'll never say what verse 7 says. Yahweh called them. What in verse 7? What did he call Israel, the children of Israel? He called them what in verse 7, their daughter? The Israelites. The Israelites. They go your game changer right there. That's why we know that whoever calls himself Israel, they're going to put the word called the Jew in there, the Hebrew in there, the Jewish people. They'll do everything they, they want to say out their mouth. But one word they will never use 
Is what word in verse 7? The Israelites. Ain't that something? He ain't going to hear it. He ain't going to lie to them and say that. Because it points right back at some big stuff here. So that's the game changer. That's why you need Listen to him talk plainly on on all in them on them one hour say news broadcast. They always call them Israel. They might say the children of Israel, the Jew, the Jewish peoples, and everything else. The Hebrews. But one thing they ain't never gonna say, the Israelites. He's not gonna allow them to use that word. Huh? Because when they use that word, that's when something's gonna happen. Sure gonna happen. Hold that point. So what happened if they use this word right here? Let's go to the fifth chapter. We come, up, we come back and take us some business here, uh, daughter. Let me show you what's going to happen. If they use this word right here in First Thessalonians chapter 5, let's pick up verse 1. Let me show you what's going to happen. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. Let's see, let's see what's going to happen. But of the time and the season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Selves know perfect that the day of the YHWH Yahweh so come as a thief in the night. Uh-huh. Okay. Verse 3. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Yeah. He said, he said, when they start, like they got written down, they got them out there in Rome, everybody meeting in Rome, all nations meet, and they, they, they trying to get a love in, a kiss in, and a hug in, come up under one world rule again. But once they ever say, the Israelites, peace and safety, and look out, certain destruction, that is the key word for certain destruction. And you better know what to be doing when that happens. So when you hear them, got they getting together and everybody getting happy, got love ends and love out. All nations come together. And we don't say it's peace now and it's safety. And that's when Yahweh can drop the bomb on them. Huh? So when they're going to mess around, and it might come out their mouth, but we know it's not going to come out their mouth. They're going to come so close, but they're going to never say the Israelites because that's, that's the key word for a certain destruction. The only one for be using this is the true Israelites. He's not going to allow no other nation to use the name Israelites because it points back at one Pacific people, the ones of the Bible. Let's get a precept on that. Let's go to the book of... The book of Hosea called Joshua. We passed through the rummage there for the mass martyrs. We're going to get something else out of it. See, we, we got, we got, we'll do a precept. Remember, you precept your Bible. That's the game changer. That shit all the game sales up. Remember, they'll say is, the Israel got it in land in 1948. But they, what word they put on it? The Jewish peoples. See that? And that's why you know that's, that's false. They ain't said the Israelites. No, I ain't said the Israelites. He's not allowed them to say that. Because the Israelites of the Bible, and they know certain things that that world don't know. And once they ever use the word called Israelites, they know 
the time bomb and start kicking. Watch Israel. Now Joshua, he's taking over from Moses in the third chapter, verse 1 and 7. And then he's going to tell you how many in verse 12. And then, and then when you get to verse 17, he's going to call them all out in verse 17. Then he's going to call them all out. Let's see what any name that you hear today that be said when one taken from Moses in the third chapter, verse 1, 7, he's going to tell you how many. Then he's going to tell you what is the name to know who is the truth. Joshua, chapter 3, verse 1, 7, 12, and 17. Listen to that daughter to live in knock out. Come on, daughter. The book of Joshua, chapter 3, verses 1, 7, 12, and 17. Verse 1 reads, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel enlarged there before they passed over. Verse 7. And the YHWH Yahweh said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify you in the sight of Israel, that they may know that I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Verse 12. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. Verse 17. And the priests that bear the the Ark of the Covenant of the YHWH, Yahweh, stood firm and dry. Well, stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all of the Israelites passed over on wait dry minute, ground. Wait a minute, wait a minute, all of who? All of the Israelites. All of the Israelites. How many? How many Israelites? How many tribes is in verse 12? Now, therefore, 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of men. You see that? So when they be talking over there in them lands over there, they don't talk about nobody but one people, the Jewish people. Where, 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 where the rest of where the rest of them at? Because all the rest of them is Israelites. Yeah, the Israelites. See, this, see, this is the game changed. That's why you know everybody delivering you up because you're leaving out something. The children, Israel, the children of Israel, the Israelites. The Israelites. Not Jews. Not Gentiles. Not um, Jewish peoples. Not Judaism religion. When you talk Israel of the Bible, you got to talk to children of Israel, the Israelites. That's the game changer. That's why we know everybody's lying. And you can't give out from the lie because you think you African American and Negro and Christian. See? So when you read some history, you ain't got a clue what's going on. See? Let's go get, let the seal kick in on that. Let the seal kick in on. First Samuel 13. Now here comes the seal. Oh, Samuel Seal. Let's see what Samuel Seal called the people. We're going to see what those Samuel the Seers call them. We're going to 13 chapter, look at verse 4, 6, and knock out of the park in verse 20. See, you see, we can go all day long with this. 
That's why we know sooner or later all of the, the known world is going to break loose from the paganism they own, and they're going to be looking for Yahweh's bosses of the true Israelites. Then they're going to say, what can we get in where we've been in there? Do we show you the Bible? How you get in where you've been in there? Come tell you something. I'm not anti-anybody. We're not affiliated with anybody. We affiliated with Yahweh's boss of the children's life to fix them on the camps. Let me tell you something. My job is to inform you what this Bible is saying. Because I, I tell a story all the time. I remember one time I had a flat tire. And guess who pulled on to help me? Esau and his family. The, the white man, property, the red man, he pulled over. I got nervous. He said, you got a flat tire. I said, yes. I'm, you know. He said, I'll help you. Matter of fact, he helped me take the tire off. We went to the gas station, got it fixed, and brought it back, and put it on. I said, how much you owe you, sir? He said, you don't owe me nothing. I just thought I'd be doing a good. Okay, good. See that? I said, this is like good old Esau. He's a good guy. He helped me out. We drove and got my tire fixed and put it back on. Got to get my staff fixed at that time. And he helped the OCL out and told me I don't own him nothing. But see, understand one thing. That do not change the facts of the Bible. It got yeah. to, it's some good in everybody, but you got to know your lot. Surely some good other nations. But as a nation, just like we went into captivity, we didn't do nothing. Our football did everything, right? So the same thing got to happen according to the Bible. See, you got to understand what it's saying in um, Isaiah 14.21. I mean, it's, it's no way we can change the light of the, uh, what's written in Isaiah 14.21. Can we change this? Huh? Can you change what's written? And Isaiah, I do one help me, and I appreciate it even to this day. But that, that, I'm going to ignore what the Bible saying. What's the Bible saying in uh, Isaiah 14, 21? The book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 21. Verse 21 reads, Prepare slaughter for the children, for the iniquity which is sin of their father. They do not rise, nor possesses, possesses the land nor feel the face of the world with city. You see that? You, can I change that? Can I change what, what daughter has got to read? I mean, can I change that? Because uh, Hebrews 12, 16 and 17, you tell you why. You tell you why? He said, he told Isaiah to write the pair of slaughter for the children. For the sins of their father. Well, I, we, I, we wasn't back there neither. I know you wasn't back there, WCC. But that, that, that don't change what the verse is saying. Because one thing, the, the, the latter-day saints, the world council churches, or the Roman Catholic church, what they're not going to do is what we're getting ready to read. Hebrews chapter 12, 16, 17. See, all we do is, is reading Bible and comment after he gives us the verse, and we give it to you. You tell me about this right now. 
Hebrews 12, The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 16 and 17. Verse 16 reads, Least there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Verse 17. Verse verse um, 15. Hebrews chapter 16 12. 16 and 17. Hey, daughter, make it 16 and 17. Okay. That was right. Okay. Verse 17. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he saw it carefully with tears. You see that? So he's saying what Esau and his descendants is not going to do. They're not going to repent. They're not going to repent. They're going to reap the benefits of their forefathers on receiving what they receive today. But they're not going to come clean and repent. Well, well what do you mean by we, we're not going to repent? What we got to repent for? Well, let's see what the seal said about that, not a day saint. Let's see what the seal said about that in um, 33, verse 15. This way it starts every here. 33, 15 of Ezekiel. A lot of day saints. Out of Utah, committee board. Here's the rims. This is where it starts there right here. 33, verse 15 of Ezekiel. What is that, though? The book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, If the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed. Walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity. He shall surely live. He shall not die. Hey, hey daughter, you want to explain to the mass in order what, that, what they're saying? Maybe, maybe, maybe you might say it a, a much better than, than I. I mean, there's the verse here right there. This is what you got to do. Jesus ran. Hey, daughter, right. go ahead and break that verse down for the mass in order. What, what are you saying? If the wicked, if the wicked, which is, if Esau restored a pledge, Given again, give us back what belongs to us, and walk in the statutes and the judgments of life of Yahweh without committing sin. He should surely live. He shouldn't die. He yeah. has a chance. See, I do what, daughter. What do y'all do, daughter? He can die without committing sin. Huh? He has to restore the pledge and give again that he had robbed what he's taken and walk in the statutes oh. of life without sin. Oh. So um, how many how many news broadcasts you heard of that kind of repentance that started? What, which, what, what program did you hear it on? That right there. Any program you heard that uh, – that that uh campaign have started yet, our daughter? Is there any no. news broadcast you heard? Uh-uh. Well, uh-uh. Huh? Are you giving them back? Huh? They ain't, they ain't giving them back. Them back. Nope. They ain't planning on restoring nothing. Oh. Uh-huh. So if they're not planning on restoring nothing, then 
according to that verse. Where's that verse saying then? If you're not planning on restoring nothing you have been you don't take him. According to thirty three fifteen, what is your out what, what is your blight? What 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 is you doing? They gonna die. Yeah. It's right there. Now you got somebody. Um, now it's written in the record. Somebody did um, um, made a statement that it's written. Let's see. Let's see who who made a statement, daughter. Who made a statement in the book of Exodus, chapter nine, verse one. And fold down to verse seven. Let's see. Let's see what 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 we got here. Now it's written that somebody did, you know. So all we gotta do is just see what was said in Exodus chapter nine, verse one. Fold down to verse seven. What 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 was said? But first of all, before you read nine, verse one, four through seven. Before you read that. Can I get five, one, and two just to get warmed up? Exodus five, one, and two. I won't hear the mindset of big dignitaries. I won't hear the mindset of big dignitaries, but they mindset. Even then, and might be no, I don't know. Let's see what it says in five, one, and two. Of Exodus five, one, and two. Exodus chapter five, verse one and two. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus said the wh Yahweh of Israel. Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Verse 2. And Pharaoh said, Who is the YHWH Yahweh that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the YHWH, neither will I let Israel go. Let me that You hear that, hear that big tough talk, daughter? That's that, that big British talking right there. You hear the man just say it? You hear the big big and terrible say who is this YHWH? Why should I let him go? I don't know nobody named YHWH. Why should I let him go? I don't know no YHWH. Now, that's big talk, ain't it? And that was going on today. You, you mentioned YHWH. I don't know no YHWH. I know Lord God and Jesus and Jehovah. Huh? See what Pharaoh will say? Now, we're going to watch Pharaoh a little bit later. She wants Yahweh. See, this, here's the point. Once you make a, a bowl out of the mouth, see, now, here's, here's the game changer. See, this is the point we make it. Sometimes when you mess around and, and make a bowl out of the mouth, and let's, uh, let's, let's put that down for just a minute. We're going to take care of that right there. Hey, daughter, it's very important to understand you have to be very careful when you make a bowl out of the mouth, see. He said, I don't know no Yahweh. That's what he said. He's talking big talk to Moses and Aaron about being big leadership. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, uh, daughter, the regular book, uh, pick it around by verse number 4. Let's see, let's see about when you, you know, run them out. You know, all of a sudden you always want to come back. You got people, they love to get a comeback. They never got a scripture to have a comeback. They always want a voice out of comeback. Let's see what Yahweh says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Pick with verse number 5. Let's read what we got for him. Ecclesiastes 5, 5. Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Verse 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5 reads, Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. Verse 6. Suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the ministering spirit that it was an error. Wherefore should Yahweh be angry at your voice and destroy the works of your hands? Look, you hear it, daughter? So sometimes it's best not to say something. Don't be, don't be always ready to do a comeback in. See, we, we, we love to do a comeback in. And Yahweh saying, watch yourself. Just like Pharaoh just said, Moses, Moses man said, let my children of Israel, the Israelites, go. He said, Yahweh said it. He said, who is this Yahweh? I don't know no wise Jewish. I don't know no Yahweh, and I ain't let nobody go. That, see, that, that big talk he did. See, Yahweh had him to talk that big talk. Because, see, in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2 says, what, daughter? What do Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2 say? Numbers what? 30, verse 1 and 2. The book of Numbers, chapter 30, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2 reads, And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes of concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the YHWH Yahweh commanded. Verse 2. If a man bow thou unto the YHWH Yahweh or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeded out of his mouth. Yeah. So when you bow the bow, I don't know. Yahweh will hold you accountable for it. You might forget, but he ain't, because he got it written. If you bow the bow, uh, give me a precept in the twenty third chapter of Deuteronomy there, brother. Give me a precept on Deuteronomy twenty three. Pick up verse twenty one, down verse twenty three. I need a precept. So here's the point. Have you have uh couple of those that, that probably gonna hesitate now or probably hear it later? Have you made a vow to Yahweh and all of a sudden now you got the spirit getting you and all of a sudden you for you uh, don't do it no more. Certain things you do, did, did, do, and you don't do it now. And you made a vow. Have you out your mouth? And the 23rd chapter of Deuteronomy is there. Pick up verse 21, now verse 23. Say that one more again. Deuteronomy 23. Pick okay. up verse 21, 22, and 23. Let's, we're going to precept on that, daughter. We want to see something. And we got to give ourselves a self-examination. 23, verse 21, 22, and 23, what does it say? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 21, chapter 23, verse 21 through 23. Verse 21 reads, When you shall bow unto the Yahuwah, thy Yahuwah, thou shalt not flash to pay it. For the YHWH Yahuwah thy Yahuwah will surely require it of you, and it will be, be sin in you. Verse 22, but if you shall forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in you. 
Verse 23. That which is gone out of your lips, you shall keep and perform, even a free will offering, according as you have vowed unto the YHWH Yahweh, your Yahweh, which thou hast promised your mouth. Hmm. So you see that? So um, now the wise man in the world, let, let me get a shot of that, daughter. In third chapter, verse 5 of Proverbs. So you see, now think about it. Now, now walk down through the line of your uh, memory lane, those on the international side, and those that are going to hear the tape later on and hear it now. Hey, you made a Bible to Yahweh, and all of a sudden now you forgot about it. And all of a sudden now you uh, forgot about it, you know. So you got Acts 3.19 waiting for your repentance to do that and get back to what you say out your mouth. Anything you have once did for Yahweh, if you have a tendency to not do it anymore, do you know you have a... Uh, that's a violation to Yahqua. Huh? Let's see what it says in 3, verse 5, down to verse number. Let's read a little bit to get out the point. Pick up at verse number. The book of, you say, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Mm-hmm. Let's pick it up right there. Let's see what that says. The book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Verse 5 reads. Trust in the YHWH Yahweh with all thy mind, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Verse 7, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the YHWH Yahweh and depart from evil. Verse 8, it shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Verse 9, honor the YHWH Yahweh with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. Verse 10, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Verse 11, my son, despise not the chastisement of the YHWH Yahweh, neither weary of his correction. Be weary of his correction. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read verse 9 and 10 again, daughter. Verse 9 and 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, verse 9 reads, Honor Yahweh, the Yahweh, with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. Verse 10, so shall your barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Mm-hmm. So uh, you hear Yaqua saying? He said, honor him with your first something of all your increase. And then he tell you the benefit of it. Huh? He tell you the benefit of it in verse 10. So you know, you know, man, all the power tell you, but we have a tendency to talk about what old Bill did. No, Bill got me down. Bill always gonna have you down, but you won't. But you won't mess around. Yahweh get you down. When Yahweh get you down, it's gonna be eternity. Okay, that's why we trying to uh, bring things back to your attention. You gotta put the man first. He said, honor him with the first fruit of all your 
increase. Always put out what goes to Yahweh off the top. And he said he's kicking in. So when you forget to do Yahweh, then tell you about what, and then talk about what old Bill, old Bill got. Bill always going to get you down. Bill going to keep you. You can't never get eaten with old Bill. With the economy of this world, you're not going to get even with it, but you better be right when Yahweh returns. And if you ain't got him right, old Bill and you are going to be bonding that thigh. So keep that in your mind. Honor Yahweh the way he tell you to honor him. With the first fruit of all your increase, always take care of Yahweh's business. Then he told you what he'll do in verse 10. Read verse 10 again. Now, what he said he'll do once you got him right. Verse 10. The book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 10. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Yeah. Now look at the Roman Catholic Church man. See, you got a precept on that one. Yeah, there's a precept on that. Um, let's go to the 17th chapter of 1 Kings. There, daughter. Yeah, it's a precept on that. Do, do you do y'all precept in the Catholic Church? In the seventeenth chapter, sir, I sure cut you off. Well, it's your radio station. What can I say? In the seventeenth chapter, daughter, let's see what's going on that we can read. What it said in seventeen verse one of First Kings. First Kings seventeen precept. Chapter seventeen. Yeah, seventeen verse one. Seventeen verse one and two. One and two. The book of first Kings chapter seventeen verse one and two. Verse one. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the wife W H Yahweh Israel liveth. Before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the YHWH Yahweh came unto him, saying, Good, good. Verse 8. Verse 8. And the word of the YHWH Yahweh came unto him, saying, Oh, so now you see, Yahweh, he's doing the talk. So, and now, Elijah is a thick bite, but seer is listening very carefully. Look what he's telling him to do in verse number nine. Let's see what he's telling him to do in verse nine. Let's read a little bit. First Kings chapter 17, verse nine. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there, behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. Verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when mm-hmm. he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Verse 11, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in my hand, in thine hand. Verse 12, and she said, As the YHWH Yahweh thy Yahweh lives, 
I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a crude. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Verse Mm -hmm. 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after and after make for you and for your son. Verse 14. For thus said the wise Yaakov Israel, This barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fall, fail. Until the day that the YHWH Yaqua sent rain upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. Still down to 16. Yes, yeah, still down to 16. Verse 15. 15. 15 and 16. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the, say, the sayings of Elijah. And she and he in her house did eat many days. Verse 16. 16. Mm-hmm. And barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the YHWH Yahuwah, which mm-hmm. he spake by Elijah. Yeah, she was on a she was on a fixed income. She was on a fixed income, but what what did he tell her? She said, she said, you know, old, old Bill. She said, yeah, but look, he said in verse thirteen again. Verse 13, and Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go, do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for you and your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know you're on a fixed income, but what, but, but what you don't see us say? He said, well, yeah, but peel mine off at the top. Pull the ministry business off on the top. Huh? That what he say. Now, and then what? What does she say behind that in verse twenty-four? Verse twenty-four. And the woman said to Elijah, "Now by this I know that you are a man of Yahweh, and that the word of Yahweh in your mouth is true." You see that? See, all we gotta do one thing. We we started worrying about the economy and what old Bill gonna do. Bill gonna keep you down. You better get this man right. Now we keep telling you. Get, we tell you from the mouth of the seal, from the from Yahweh's hand, get this man right. And he let you know that ain't nothing going to fail as long as you got him right. He said, I'm going to take care of Bill, too. Bill got to get back. And, and we're going to read when Bill is giving back. Maybe not in this lesson, but we'll read it soon. So now, now I, I asked about a question about... um. That book of Jasper. So what what we trying to do for you is in the book of Jasper. We trying to do something for you. This is what we trying to do. But understand something that's written eleven verse thirty. Listen to this eleven verse thirty. See, we it's some things that we got to do. And we got to understand some things. Jasper on page twenty five there, daughter. What it says in eleven verse thirty. I ain't forget about that verse. Eleven verse thirty. Jesser, 11, I ain't forgot about it. Now I need it. What is that? The book of Jesser, 
chapter, chapter 11, 11, verse 30, 30. page 25. What does it say on page 25? Hold on. Chapter 11, verse 30. Yeah, page 25. Yeah, what it says in 11, verse 30. Chapter 11, verse 30. 30. The book of Jasher, chapter 11, verse 30. And Abraham viewed them, and behold, they had neither voice nor hearing nor did one of them stretch forth his hand to the meat to eat. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit more of that. You, you looking at verse 30? Yeah, that's verse 30. Yeah, well, we'll make it 31 then because he's saying, um, he's talking about some dumb idols. You know, you know, like we go to all these religious places and see all these dumb idols, but them dumb idols can't do nothing for you. So, uh, but I, I, I want to find out a little bit more about it, uh, daughter. I'm going to see if I get on page 25, make sure I'm repeating the right word. Page 25, them dumb idols. What is it say in verse 31 now? So that them dumb idols, you know, normally go with Mary and the baby, the baby, the baby, they call the baby Jesus and all them statues of everybody kissing the feet and all that. That's dumb idols. But what, let's talk about Abraham 31. Let's talk about Abraham for a minute in 31. Okay, just keep reading down. Okay. Yeah, just one verse. Just one verse, 31. We're going to talk about Abraham for a minute. Abraham. And in the evening of that day, in that house, now, Abraham was with the spirit on, of Yahweh. I'm still in the 11th chapter. I'm still there on page uh, 25, verse 31. On page 25, 11, 31. You right. Go ahead. You right. Okay. Verse thirty. Verse thirty-two. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. Where am I? Where am I? Chapter eleven. Chapter verse thirty-one. Right. Right. That's where you at. Uh, Yes. That's right. Page twenty-five. Eleven. 31, that's where you at. But man's uh, not uh, on page 25. You got no, you got, you got no uh, verse 31? I got verse 31, but you keep saying page 25. Um, yeah, but that will, okay. you have a page is on. Okay, you might be on a different page, but it should be on page 25, right? Man's on page 33, if I'm reading the right okay. thing. All right. So just, okay, just, um, just give me... Jasher eleven thirty one. What is it say? Eleven thirty one. And the evening of that day in that house Abraham was clothed with the spirit of Yahweh. Oh. So what 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 kind of spirit what kind of spirit Abraham had on him uh daughter? The spirit of who? The spirit of, the spirit of Yahweh. So he had spirit of Yahweh on him. And and okay now let's see how the spirit of Yahweh operates in the twelfth chapter. The same book. Let's 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 hear something. The spirit of Yahweh was on him. Now the spirit of Yahweh was on Abram. Later on, the case of Abraham in the 15th and 17th chapter, same book. Now the spirit of Yahweh is on him. Now, let's see what the spirit of Yahweh told him in the 12th chapter, verse one down to to get our point. 
Genesis 12. Now remember, Abram got the spirit of the Almighty on him. That means this is direct talking. And let's see what he says in the 12th chapter, verse number 1. Let's read a little bit. Genesis 1. Now remember, the spirit of Yahweh is on Abram. Abraham. 12 verse 1. Let's read a little bit. In the book of Asher. No, book of Genesis. Now, back, back to the regular Bible. Yeah, 12.1. But see, when we send the stage up, daughter, that uh, we got Abram, got the spirit of Almighty on him. Let's see what was told to him that we need to take heed to in the 12th chapter, verse 1, down to, to we get our point. 12, verse 1. Let's see what's going on with it. 12, verse 1. Let's read a little bit. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the wise W.H. Yahweh has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. Verse 2. And I, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and bless your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless you, them that bless you and curse him that curse you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Hold that one, daughter. That's big talk right there. Now, wait a minute, daughter. Look at you. That's big talk there in verse 3. Let Abraham know if you, if you, with the spirit of Yahweh on you, Abraham, if you do what I tell you do, I'm going to bless you. And everything come out your lawns, I'm going to bless them. And if anybody jump on anybody come out your lawns, according to verse 3, you going to do what again, daughter? What do you say you going to do in verse 3? I bless them that bless you and curse him that curse you. So, so the lawns that come out his lawn, it's a blessing going to be on them. But if anybody mess with them, it's going to be a what on them, daughter? A curse. A curse. Ain't that something? A curse. A curse. So those that mess with the, with Abraham and who, who, who else after Abraham, daughter? Let's find some more. Let's find some more by going and see if we find out Abraham he said, well, I'm going his lawns. He found a blessing. But now I need a little bit more. Who else came out the lawns of, of Abraham that he's talking about? And let's see, can we find a name? Who else came out that we can read? In the third chapter of the book of Exodus, daughter, you want to find out who else came out of the lawns of Abraham. And if you bother any one of them, whether you got the $10 or not, you're going to curse. Let's see what it says in um, Exodus chapter 3, verse number 6. What do 3 6 say, daughter? Exodus chapter 3. Yeah, verse 6. Mm hmm. 
Exodus chapter 3, verse 6. And it reads, Moreover, he said, I am the YHWH Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Israel. Hmm. And so, he all I need some names. I'm looking for names now. So, Ab- so I'm a blessing to come out of Abraham, Isaac, and who, who, who daughter? Israel. Okay. What does it say in verse 15? 15 and 16. Verse 15. And Yahweh moreover said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, The YHWH Yahweh, the Yahweh of your fathers, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Israel have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. 16. Verse 16. Verse 15. 16. Verse 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together. Say unto them, Thus the Yahweh of your, your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel, appear unto me, saying, I have surely visited you. And seeing that which is done to you in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So, our daughter, this blessing from the ones that came out of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, the Israelites. That was sad to me. He said, it, Can I jump these Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, the Israelites? He said, You upon a curse if you, if you beat their back. So, if you beat, they back, according to verse 3, he said he's going to curse them. So once you know that you are Israel, the Israelites, and you got records of your back being beat, guess what? They're upon a curse for beating your back. According to read in 12, verse 3, this blessing is only for Exodus 12, I mean, same book, Exodus chapter 4, verse 5. This is for a specific group of people, he told Abraham, remember, Abraham had the spirit of Yahweh on him. He, he was told by the angel, if anybody beats your back and the back out of the back of Isaac and the back of Jacob, who named the chains of Israel, is a curse on them. Did we read that in 12 verse 14, daughter? Hey, daughter, can we read that again and make sure it said that in Genesis 12 verse 3? Can we make sure it said that? Genesis 12, verse 3. The book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 3. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curse you. And in you shall all family of the earth be blessed. Ah, so in your loins, those that are of your loins of Isaac and Jacob, if, if you beat their back, you're upon the curse. Exodus chapter 4, verse 5. But it says, let me, let me get the roll call again. 
Exodus chapter 4, verse 5. The book of Exodus, chapter 4, verse 5. Okay, Exodus chapter 4, verse 5. Verse 5. That they may believe that the YHWH, Yahweh, their father, the Yahweh Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and Yahweh Israel have appeared unto you. Mm-hmm. So, so daughter, can we can, can we conclude that the, the fact of the matter is the blessing that the that angel brought down to the, the man of Yahweh at that time, Abram, and let him know that if they beat you back of Abraham back, Isaac back, and Jacob's back with name change of Israel, you upon a what? If you beat the back of any of these, ready of these three right here, you look on a what? A curse. Yeah. So that's why you got to know who you are. So if you, if you got records of getting uh, your profiles getting their back beat, and they know they are descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, the Israelites, whoever beat their back is up on a curse, according to Yahweh. Because he made plain in Titus chapter 1. Verse 2, this is what he says in Titus 1, verse 2. Hey, daughter, daughter Yahweh, what do you say in Titus 1, verse 2? Okay. Yeah. Not, 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 if, you, if you're getting tired, daughter, we can cut the broadcast because we understand, you know, you had a hard day. That's why I said that. The harvest is plenty, but the labor is fruit. See, see, that's why we keep telling those it's time to step up. This big business got to be done. Daughter giving all she got. But see, still way out the best of them when it comes down to some says in Yahweh. So we've both been, uh, hey. our, our sister, we've both been uh, a Spanish, we'll be on, on, on the broadcast, we'll come on the broadcast and holler in the microphone and say, see, I speak Spanish. Okay, good. Come on the broadcast and holler in the microphone every now and then. Because the seal, he, he always ready to go. We on six nights a week. Get in where you fit in at. So now, daughter, if you're tied down, daughter, we'll, we'll, we'll start shutting them down. Let me know when you start getting tied down. Your eyes and the words is running all together with you. We'll, we'll cut them down because we can get back on again tomorrow when the, when the crew come on. Yeah, I'm beginning so to get tied down, but the reach is different for you. All right, you, you, you still got some, you still got some, you still got some more juice left in your daughter? I say I'm getting tired, but I can read. I can read this one for you. All right, good enough. All right, good enough. All right, give me a couple more, and we'll bag it down. We'll get back on again tomorrow, cause he, like I said, yeah, you, you, you are, you're swung back real good. See, oh, see, always ready to go. That's what we tell the those on the left side. Get in where you fit in at. The blessings when you get in and do Yahweh's business. That's the game changer. So daughter gonna do a couple more we're gonna be gonna get a closing statement, then we'll start shutting them down early. But we'll get back on them all. Ain't no big deal. And we'll take care of uh, WCC, we'll take care of your um, John three sixteen real soon. So we'll get a couple more out of daughter, we'll bag him down. What you reading? What you reading now? Okay. I was reading the book of Titus chapter one, verse one and two. 
Yeah, the uh, chapter one, verse two. We get one more. We get we get a shot in Genesis twenty-seven, verse twenty-one to forty-one, and we'll close, we'll close it right there. We'll close it out right there. So what it says in Titus one, verse two. The book of Titus, chapter one, verse chapter one, verse two, verse two. In hope of eternal life, which Dwight W. H. Yahweh that cannot lie, promised before the world began. So Yahweh ain't lying about nothing. So what he's telling you, if you beat the children of Israel, the Israelites back, if you are hung them, beat their back, and kick them in the rain, Yahweh going to get you for it. Let's read one verse. We'll read 25, verse 40, and get a closing statement out you. In the book of Matthew, 25, verse 40. We'll get one verse out your daughter. And you've done your, you've done your thing in grand style, no doubt about it. Who else ready to step up on the plate? It's up to you. Come on, come on stage and holler in the microphone. 25, verse 40, in closing statement, daughter. You've you done your part in grand style. 25, verse 40, Matthew. Look what Yahweh said. What did he say? The book, of, the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 40, verse 40 reads, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Truly I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. You see the man say it? He said, you, he said now, now, he said his brethren. He said, now, if you didn't be my brethren, it's just like you be me. If you've been hanging my brethren, if you've been selling my brothers bad meat, if you've been telling them about one thing and some that's going to tell us, he said, just like you're doing to me. He said, you beat my brothers back, it's just like you beat my back. So that's simple as that. So, that, so you, once you find out who are the true Israel, the Israelites, and you don't repent for beating their back, it's just like you beating his back. He's going to get you for it. You got it? Hey, daughter, you still tall? You can give me a closing statement, daughter. We'll catch you again on Sabbath day and back next Wednesday and all that old good stuff. But, but uh, you just your part in grand style. I'm proud of you. Deliver your closing statement. Come on. Okay. I'm going to read something. I'm going to read Psalm 74. I'm going to read the Psalms, chapter, Psalm 74, 1 through 4. O Yahweh, why hast thou cast us off forever? Why doeth thy anger smoke against the sheep of thy pasture? Verse 2, remember the, children, the congregation of the children of Israel, which you have purchased of old, the rod of your inheritance, which you have redeemed. This Mount Yachda, Judah, wherein thou hast dwelt. Verse 3, lift up thy feet unto the perpetual desolation, even all that the enemy have done wickedly in the sanctuary. Verse 4, thine enemies roar in the midst of thy congregation, which is the children of Israel. They set up their ensigns to sign. A man was famous according as he had lift up axes upon thick trees. Can I just read to nine? 
You you read you read as long as you want to read, daughter. Take your time. Go. I'm all in. But now, well, you in '74, right? You in '74, right? Okay, but now yeah. they break. But now they break down the cards work thereof at once with axes and hammers. They have cast fires into your sanctuary. They have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of your name to the ground. They said in their mind, let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues of Yahweh in our land. Verse 9, we see not our signs. There is no more. Hallelujah, Yahweh, because we have a seer, so I can't say that there is no more seer. Well, well, there's no more any fear, neither is there among us any that knows how long. But, hallelujah, 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 that's right. But one thing about it, y'all are going to have a fear in every generation, but you'll know them by one that unlocked his book. Now, to know if it's a seer today, they left a little room for you to understand if it's a seer today. And uh, let me get a couple more in, then we'll shut it down. Thank you, daughter. You got your standing grand style. I'll see here throw a few more in just to be throwing some in since that's on the table. Uh, let's see. And Luke 24. We're going to see. Let, let those here do a little read now. And Luke 24. It's going to talk about some things there. How do you know if a fear is around today? We'll find out. Let's see what we got. In Luke 24, we'll pick it up around by verse number 30. 24, verse 30. Fear going to do some reading. And Luke 24, 30 says, And it came to pass as they were sitting at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and blessed and gave it to them, 31. And their eyes was open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight, 32. Here's what you sign. And they said one to another, did not our minds burn within us while he talked with us by the way in which he opened to us the scripture? So that's the game changer right there. Those on the international side, that's the game changer. What was time for you? Special and still getting to them elders. They got to open up the scriptures. So they can't tell you about where they're going and where they've been. That's, that, that, that's irrelevant. Open up the scriptures. Verse 40, you know, 46. And said unto them, is this is written, and thou it be who Yahweh suffered. No, that ain't what I want. I want 45. No, 44. 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was with you, that all things might be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses and in the seers 
and the Psalms concerning me. Now, here goes my verse, 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scripture. See, we, we, don't, we don't worry about putting a lot of verses on the table. We're trying to open your mind to understand the Scriptures. You've got to know who you are. You got to understand that you was given a dietary, what to eat and what not to eat. You were told the meat you put in your mouth and the meat you don't put in your mouth. It told you plainly by what said in Leviticus chapter eleven. This was told in Leviticus chapter eleven. This look what it says in eleven. It says in the eleventh chapter. Verse 1, and Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying unto Aaron, Speak unto the children of Israel, these the beasts that you might eat, and these the beasts you don't eat. These are telling the children of Israel what to put in your mouth, what not to put in your mouth. Verse 47, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. Children of Israel, twelve tribes of Israel, the Israelites, you got to make a difference on what you put in your mouth. You can't go out there and eat fish that don't have fins and scales on it. You cannot go out there and eat lobsters, uh, catfish, and shrimp, Chinese food. You can't eat that. That is not good for you. You cannot be taking in white sugar or brown sugar. Your sweetener is honey. Huh? That is your sweetener. You got to detox your body. If you full of eating chicken, cow, and hog, you got to detox that out of your body. And how you detox it out your body? According to Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 to 31, you must eat green foods. And if you want to make a special meal for the sweet one, it's, it's 11 verse 5 of Numbers. What fish and tell you what to eat and chase it down with some wild milk. Wild milk and corn is how you detox your body. Then you got to drink Remember, kidney failure is because you do not have enough water in your body. You got to drink at least a half a gallon of water per day to flush off the toxins in your body. At least a half a gallon a day. Do you know when you go to Dr. Cook's, the first thing they do is put IV so they know where they know DNA, you get hydrated. They know you ain't got no water, and they know you've been drinking everything but some water. So the first thing you do is put an IV in you. Boom. You got to get some circulation going with the water. You ain't got to be a patient of Doc Cooks. You got to drink a half a gallon of water, and you got to buy you a stepper machine, an air stepper, where don't hurt your knees. You go and find out where you get a stepper machine at that, that Works by air. You get on that stepper and get on it for about one minute. Man, I'm tired. Okay, good. 
Next time you get on it, do one minute again. In about a week's time, you start doing two minutes up to five. Then you, once you're doing, doing five minutes, get you doing. You're checking your blood, your blood up. You're checking your blood up. You are loosening the clogs in your body. You don't have never have no blood blood clogs because of your diet. You cannot eat the meat that they eat. The world was was not given a dietary. You was, and the world do not mind getting rid of three of their peoples to get rid of you as, on a whole basis. Keep you disembobulated by doing what? Chicken. It grows. The chicken grows so fast now. Chicken be one month old. They shoot so much in the chicken. You look like he's six nine. See? Chicken. The cow meat. The, the packaged ground beef. All that stuff. Look on the packaging, you see 80% ground beef. What do you mean 80%? What, 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 what else in it? And you'll be surprised what else in it. That's why you know. Package ground beef. Go, that, go in there and do your research. Package ground beef, they put something else in it, the 20% or 30% in it. But you will be in it, period. I mean, if you want to get your body together. I, I ain't saying you don't, you don't, Okay, good. But you got to know how to detox this stuff out your body. A lot of watermelon and standing corn. Go to to, to 30 to 90 day fast and watch how your body stores. It's going to give you trouble for three days. They're going to fight you like a tooth and nail because all them demons in your body, they're going to be saying, "What, what, what you doing? You trying to get well or something? Them demons gonna be fighting you, trying to get you back to eating um, catfish and trying to cut pork chops. Your body wants you to continue doing that, to take you out. That's why they can tell you how long you can, how long you schedule to live. You know what they can tell you? They, they, they know what they they know. If you keep eating this kind of food, it's gonna shake you down anyway. You have your miserable. Inside, well, what's wrong with you? Well, I can't do, I know you can't do nothing because you're full of all that uh, bad eating. You got what? High blood pressure? All you do? Guess what it's from? From eating everything contrary to the dietary law, the children of Israel, the Israelites. And nothing keep telling you. Now, again, kidney, kidney problems, liver problems, blood all clogged up. When you next time you go out to your store market, Get you some blueberries. Get you some apples and grapes. Blueberries, apple, and grapes. Use that. That right there strengthens your immune system up, your kidneys. It cleans your kidneys. It, you, you can go and get on that machine, and get and that machine is not going to help you. It's going to take away from you. Now you cleanse it with grapes. Apples and blueberries. That's how you clean it up. Then you chase it down with some wild metal, and then you put some blood purifier in there, some corn. Then the corn, standing corn, corn came from heaven. Uh, 78, verse 24 and 25, standing corn. Judges 15, verse 5, standing corn. Exodus 22, verse 6, 
standing corn, not the corn in the can now. Remember, the corn in the can got all type of ingredients in it. That's, a, that's another stuff they have put in the can, and you don't know what that stuff mixed with. So what you're going to get you is some standing corn, you know, standing corn. That's a blow-up purifier. It, it'll juice your immune system out. You got that good. So we could have covered a lot bit more. We've got a lot of time left, but we're not going to do it because, like I said, again, we, but those want to come on the network, we're going to do some reading. You got the Yakwa right call on. Call in and ask the line, 224-600-5579. But see, I want to holler in that microphone. Look at WCC. See, why can't we read? Well, no, it ain't for you to do no read. You, you, you do what you, you do right now, ask questions, and get some answers. And soon later, we know all the big camps. All of them are going to look for Borsil, Yakwa's Borsil to his wife sooner or later. Got one thing I'm find out. The word is with us. We got the word. And the fear going to show you what the word is saying and how to help yourself. Tomorrow night lesson, we're going to show you exactly that some things that were said with what you would do a spirit later. But remember one thing. Everybody was given the land. Everybody got to get back to their own land before Yahweh comes. So now, yeah, yeah, that's fixed up now. Now, I'm going to leave you with some, with some good thoughts. I'm going to leave some good thoughts. Now, I'm going to take Esau, for example. You know what Esau today is? That's called a white man and white woman. I'm going to read something for you. In Genesis 32. I'm going to read something to you. In Genesis 32. I'm going to read something for you. But do, do you know what Esau is today? The white man and white woman. Let's, let's see what it says in Genesis 32, verse number 1. Let's, let, let those kids do a little read from there. He feels pretty good. He always feels good when coming out of Yahweh's word. In 32.1, let's see what it says. And Jacob went his way, and the angel of Yahweh met him. The angel met him, right? Okay. Verse 2. And when Jacob came, when Jacob saw him, he said, this is Yahweh host. And he called the name of the place Mahanah. Okay, good. Verse 3. Verse 3. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, S-E-I-R, the country of Esau. Now you see, now you see what Esau's homeland is? This is his homeland. See, this is his homeland real field. I mean, those on, on the, the white man and the white woman got a homeland. Here's what it is. Verse 3. Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, S-E-I-R, the country of Esau. So that's the land that, that when Yahweh comes, if they don't find him in this land right here, so listen, those over there in the Vatican City, all up in um, Europe, in America, in Israel, when Yahweh comes, 
you got to be in your own land. And your land, the WCC, the World Council of Churches of Roman Catholic Church, your homeland by being the citizens of Esau is Mount Sira. This is your homeland. And how you how you get the land? Let me show you. Let me let me get a couple more in behind that one. How we got the land, huh? Okay, let, let, let's show you. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter two. Let me show you how you got the land. Let me let me help you out. A lot of gay saints. That's your homeland. Your 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 your, your homeland in Utah. You got the great big temple there, but that's not your land. And Deuteronomy chapter two. Let's see what he says. Verse 1. Then he turned and looked and took his journey in the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as Yahweh spake unto me. You have compassed Mount Seir many days. S-E-I-R, verse 2. And the four-letter man spake unto me, saying, 3. You have compassed this mountain long enough, turn you northward, verse 4. Now listen good. Listen good, Latter-day Saints out of Utah. And verse 4, and command thou the people saying through the coast of your brother. Listen to this, your brother, the children of Esau that lives in Mount Seir. And they should be afraid of you. Take you good heed unto yourself thereof. Verse 5. Mellow not with them. You talking about Mount Seir, Esau, the five sons, the white man and white woman. For I will not give you of their land, nor not even much as a foot breath. Because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau and his five sons for a possession. You see that? They go, now, they go to white man and white woman's land. Your land is not the land of America or the land of Europe. Your land is right here. Here's your land. Yahweh gave you the land. Verse 24. Yahweh, I mean, verse 5. Deuteronomy 2, verse 5. The land, Esau... Translated there is the white man and the white woman. Your homeland is Mount Seir. Down the road of peace from the land of Israel. Go to your map, your Google map, and look at your ancient maps. You'll see the land of Israel. And down below, south of Esau's land. They land right there. Let me give you a precept. 24, verse 4 of Joshua. A precept. See, you got to know your land. See, you think your land is Arkansas and, and Cleveland somewhere. No, that's not your land, children of Israel. That's not your land. You get told, you don't know who you are in Norway. But you will by looking at this broadcast. And 24 verse 4. You see what it says in 24 verse 4. I have given, I have given unto Isaac, Jacob and Esau, and I have given Esau Mount Seir to possess it. 
I have gave Esau Mount Sinai. Now, the Yahweh had all the power saying, I gave, so this is Esau's land, Mount Seir. Mount Seir is your land. When Yahweh come back, if you're not in Mount Seir waiting on him, see, this is, like I said, this is the one that's going to make it. She's the one to hear the message. Now, this, I'm going to get one more. We're going to the 14th chapter. Let me show you something about Isaiah. See, you have to see, yeah, if I got to know they lot. And you got to tell, you, you gotta tell uh, uh, Becky and Karen, you know, they, you know, hey, Becky and Karen, you, you, you can get a blessing, but you got to do right. We're going and find out what it says in the 14th chapter. Now, watch this now. Now, here go the prophecy. That's why you got to be able to tell Becky and, uh, and Patricia. Hey, listen, you got to get to your own land. Well, I'm in my own land. No, you're not. 14, verse 1 of Isaiah. And Yahweh, for Yahweh will have mercy upon Jacob and will yet choose Israel, one and same, and sit them in their own land. And the stranger shall be joined with them, and they shall cleave family of Jacob, Israel, verse 2. And the people Israel should take them, Esau, and bring them to their place. And the family of Israel shall possess them in the land of Yahweh for what? Now, here, now listen. See, this is what got to be told. If you go to your, your own land and wait there, at the time when Yahweh make his move, you got to be in your own land. Look at Roman Catholic Church. Where it is? You got to be in your own land. What do you mean, where it is? Okay. Back up a verse, Isaiah 13, then. I'll give you a precept of that. Isaiah 13, let's pick it around by verse number 13. It says in Isaiah thirteen thirteen, therefore will I shake the heavens and the earth, shall be removed out of its place, in the wrath, in the wrath of Yahweh of hosts, and in the day of his fiery anger, verse fourteen, and it shall be as a chase road, and as a sheep that no man takes up. They shall every man turn to his own people and and flee everyone unto his own land. So you see that? You're going to have to find out where your land is, and you better be in your land. And children of Israel, you got two options. You can be in the east world or the west world. But it's best to be in the west world of both belongs to children of Israel, east and west. You won't be you won't be over there in Israel today, period. No way that until all that stuff gets straightened out over there. So you best to pack in on the west. But the east and the west belongs to the children of Israel. Mount Seir belongs to the white man and the white woman. So when he come back, everybody got to flee to their own land. You got to go to your own land and tell you what we're going to do to you in verse 15. You read it on your own. I'm going back to where I was at. Where was I at? 
and 24th chapter. No, I was in the 14th chapter of Isaiah. Okay. So we read now, you got preach your own land. Verse 2. And the people shall take, in Isaiah 14, 2. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the family of Israel shall possess them in the land of Yahweh. Now, this is your position if you go to your homeland and wait on us. Well, and this is your position if you make it, if you do right, for servants and handmaids. So you see what your position is going to be? According to verse 2, you'll be for servants and handmaids. And they shall take them captive, whom captive they were, and they shall rule over them of your oppressors. You know, you, 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 you got us in captivity, right? So now payback got to come back on you. So there's right now. Verse 3. And it should come to pass in that day that Yahweh should give thee, the children of Israel, rest from their sorrow and from their fear. And from the hard bondage wherein there was made to serve. See, we've been serving. We've been we've been serving, and all of a sudden, they you know they wear you out. Tell you about you didn't pay us no taxes. Well, first of all, you ain't supposed to be getting no taxes no way. Fear, because this is not your land. Your land is Mount Seir. Now you penalize somebody not paying taxes in a land that don't belong to you. You see what you do? And yeah, you and you and you beat your backs too. You put them in jail for not paying you taxes. But you're not telling them that this is not we we bogart the land. We got this land by bogarting you. So now that's enough. That's enough. I'll leave like that. So remember one thing. Back on that way tomorrow at six o'clock. We can't go further, but understand one thing. I'm putting for the children of Israel, the Israelites, to understand one thing. you got to change your diet. I don't like to hear calls when, especially the mothers, they get sick by grandbabies bringing them uh, Burger Kings and eating out at restaurants because they celebration. I don't like to hear something like that. Listen, when you're cooking meat, you got to take the garbage out of your meat. And nothing you got to take out of your meat. Okay, I got, I got to get this out. Leviticus 3, 17. Now, when you eat meat, after you don't see the meat, got all the garbage out of your meat, look what's written in verse 17. Verse 17, 317. Now, that's a good verse. 317. Let me say the first. verse. It says, verse 17, Leviticus 317. It should be a perpetual, that's statute, it's forever, from generation throughout all of your dwelling, that you eat neither fat nor blood. You don't eat no food that got blood in it. You don't eat no food that got fat in it. You know, you, you mean your grandma, you tell you, go, go get me a quarter piece of salt pork. So I can put it in the greens and season the greens, salt, pork. No. Uh, well, them ham hocks, what they in the greens for? Oh, we're not eating the ham hocks. 
Yes, when you in the season, the green. No. No. No fat. So when you get the meat, whatever meat it is, trim the fat off the meat and throw it in the fire. Don't eat the fat. Trim the meat. Trim the meat. See the fat on the meat? Trim it off. But see, when you put the fat all in the water, it's going to come off anyway. So when you get in, the, in that pot, all the fat that's in there, the scum, the blood, it's going to be there. Then you take your hand and take off all of the fat because it's telling you right here in verse 317 of uh, Leviticus. It should be a perpetual statue for your generations throughout all your generations, brother, that you eat neither fat nor blood. So don't eat no fat, no blood. Get the, get the blood out to me, the scum. And the, and the question is, was told to me, do you understand? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand real good. I understand that um, in 26 verse 10, it tells you and Isaiah. I understand. I understand. I understand. In 26 verse 10, it tells you this. Do I understand? Do I understand? It says, let favor be shown to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness in the land of uprightness. Will he deal unjustly? And he will not behold the majesty of Yahweh. See, understand one thing. The wicked is not going to never do right. They can always cook up something anyway. The wicked can be undone you wrong. I use for a fixing point. The wicked can be in I, I use a scenario. You can be in the hospital, and the wicked know that they have caused you a problem to have all type of problems, brain problems, um, put a machine on you and snatching your tooth out your mouth, and then say, You've never been in my hospital. I, I never even knew you was up in here. Uh, then take the paperwork and hide it from you for years, hide the paperwork, knowing that they um, cause you brain damage. They don't cause you heart attacks, everything. But you know what they do? They'll come up and then get mad if you catch them. Then try to tell you, well, well anything. But see, that you, but you know the power of the Almighty Yahweh. Yahweh can let you die and raise you back up. That's the power of the four-letter man. That's why you get this man before you. Because the wicked, you can do right with the wicked, he's still going to come up with some kind of reason to, to not do justly. He, he can't do justly. It's not in his nature. He's going to always throw something. That's why I tell you in 12th chapter, verse 10 through 18 of Sirach, never trust your enemy. He's going to always deliver you up. If he don't get you today, you don't try tomorrow. So the question is, do I understand? Yeah, I understand. I understand the wicked from the page of his book. And he's always going to throw, always going to throw something in it because of his nature. He can be dead wrong and won't come clean. You know why? Isaiah, or Psalm 58, verse 10, let me show you why he, 
why he can't come clean. He showed you the Bible. Angel came down and told David from heaven why he can't come clean. He, you know, it's, it's, you know, the Bible tells you the story. You know, the questions asked, do the seer understand? Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, I watched this book on him. It said, well, I want some, uh, what I say? It stood in my mind. Just then. 84. Hmm. Got away from me right now. Isaiah, what, what, what I want? Psalms what? Now it slipped my mind. I was in the spirit, but now I'm not in the spirit. Now I'm got away from me now. 80, 80 what? Yeah, I understand. I understand plainly. The old seer understands one thing. I know one thing. Yahweh's in, in control. He gets the first and the last word. He told him, Mark and his sister, if you believe, we'll last that. He said, well, he, he in the 11th chapter of St. John, he's dead. He's been over there four days to speak it. Yeah, 58 verse 3. Uh, 58. And he said, Lazarus, come, come, come out of there, Lazarus. Come up out of there. That's how Yahweh operates. Believe in Yahweh. That's all you got to do. Believe in Yahweh. 58 verse 3. Because what you're dealing with now, the ones in power, the power to be today, look what they're doing now. What I want. I want a 58 verse 3. Let me show you what the power to be today. So never... Trust your enemy. 58, verse 3 of Psalms. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they're born, speaking lies. So the lawyers, the doctors, and the overseers, they come out of the womb line. And they can't change their nature. Why? Last two verses. Why? Ecclesiastes chapter, let me show you why. Ecclesiastes 115. Let me show you why they can't change. See, once you understand the power of your mighty one, Yahweh, then you will make adjustments according to the Bible. Don't make adjustments according to 724 or St. John appearance. No, make a judgment according to the Bible. One fifteen. Uh, Ecclesiastes, the regular book. That which is crooked cannot be straight, and that which is one cannot be numbered. He said, "That which is crooked, that cannot be straight." So look for them to say anything or do anything. They can come up with anything they can, knowing that they're dead wrong. They beat you, get mad because you don't caught them dead wrong. Eh? Because what? They was crooked. And how did they get crooked? 713. This is my last verse. 713 will give us uh, the definition of about how they was crooked. 7.13. Consider the work of YHWH. Seven, Ecclesiastes 7.13. Consider the work of YHWH. For who can make that straight? He have made crooked. 
You know, the question is, do I understand? Yeah, I understand. I understand my surroundings on the page of the book. I watch everybody on the page of the book. That's why I wrote and say, I watch even you keep up the good work from the page of the book. I know who's doing good work and who's just jaw-jagging and just running them out. Never trust your enemy. I don't care how sweet they speak, they'll deliver you up. Why? Because what he made crooked, they cannot be made straight because he wasn't created to be straight. He got it good. So those that attend a nice audience on tape number 13, remember one thing. I watch everybody in the page of the book. I don't watch that one I say no time. I always watch you from the page of this book. I watch what you going to do according to the book. It tells in 10, 35 to 39 in the book of Hebrews, don't draw back from taking care of Yahweh's business. Move forward. Don't drag your feet. If what you've done today, do more tomorrow. What you do the next day, do more. Do more. Never drag your feet in Yahweh's business. Your blessing comes when you keep this man first, the YHWH man. Because he'll tell you, thou should not. Thou should not go over there and eat, eat all that food that uh, is not of your nature, Israel, Israelite. It can cause you to be busy and dark cook. It can cause you not to have to recuperate because you're all clogged up with a bad eating. But now, eat green food, get your ass temple, shake your blood up, you know. You ain't got to run to all them health help clubs and all that. Get you a stepper machine. Step it out, ass temple, get on the stepper and shake your blood up. Drink at least a half a gallon of water a day. Eat a lot of watermelon and, and standing corn and detox your body. And remember one thing, blueberries, grapes, watermelon, apple, detox, extensive your liver. It brings down your blood pressure. Stay off of that white sugar. Leave that white sugar alone. And remember, it's even called from dehydration. If you don't drink enough water, you can cause your kidneys to, to, to drop on you. And remember, you got all that starch on it, and it, checks to, it gets the kidney away. It's all clogged up, man, woman. So you got to drink a lot of water, exercise, and, and y'all be with you all. So until we meet tomorrow at 6 o'clock, I say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Take 13. In the books, catch you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. OC always ready to go according to 8 verse 3 of First Ezra. Shalom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.